All right. Hello out there. Uh, my name is David Rose, author of the book Spent Shell Casings. Publication date is April 20th. And with me is a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Teresa. This sounds like mm-hmm. radio. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Say hi, Teresa. Hi, guys. <laughs> so uh, Teresa and I met in London where we were both attending grad school. And um, we're here in New York it's been a couple of years since we've seen one another, and uh, she is the first person from my inner circle to contribute to um, dialogue regarding uh, my book, and I'm, I'm really excited to have her speak about the book because she has somewhat of a, a unique position in all this, <laughs> is that she, uh, during one of the many revision phases that I was undertaking, she... Um, was going to work, uh, taking a somewhat of an arduous com- commute in London. And she had asked if I could show her, uh, give her pieces of the manuscript, if you will, to, um, brighten up her day. And so yeah. I ha- have her uh, <laughs> talk about that a little bit. So, um, maybe just a little bit on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to show like, how I'm really, really far from the topic and, uh, you know, yeah, very much. So if you guys can't tell, uh, Teresa has an Eastern European accent. That that's not something that she spent thousands of dollars with a, a Hollywood voiceover artist. She, where are you from, Teresa? So I'm from Prague, Czech Republic. Um, I've been living in in the UK, done internship in the in the US, and now I'm back in London working in a tech startup. So. So you're that's living in London now. I'm living in London now. Okay. Yeah, but uh, my roots are in Prague. And how many languages do you speak? Um, <laughs> well, when it comes to like foreign languages, I, I speak English, German, a little bit of Arabic, but it's not a big deal. I mean, you know, Europeans tend to um, speak many languages. So, so, Well, you know, from the American perspective, it's <laughs> incredibly impressive to uh, have two, let alone three or four under your belt. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's talk about the commute to work. How long was this, this commute? The, uh, that you were taking in the mornings but, uh, when you asked if you could read some of the book? Oh, so I usually come in about an hour, 50 minutes. An hour and 15 minutes? No, 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 50 minutes to an hour. Okay, 50 minutes yeah. to an hour. Yeah, all right, all right. And is, is it like you're taking the tube, you're taking buses, is it a mixture? Or? Yeah, I take bus, then I take underground, uh, and then I walk. Okay, so you get a little so, bit of everything. Super really. healthy, thanks okay. to this. <laughs> <laughs> Fit legs. Yeah, it, um... So just to go back for a moment, just to go back for a moment, Teresa and I lived in the same student housing in London, and um, we were extraordinarily busy with uh, academic this and that. We we were, did very different programs. In fact, we'll go into that real quick. Me, I did a uh, I did a master's in philosophy. Teresa, what was yours? Mine was public management. Public management. Yeah. So uh, you know, very uh, different fields of study. So her and I didn't really see each other much uh, on campus, but we did hang out a lot every chance we got uh, with the little bit of free time that we in had. In the um, student dorm canteen. Yeah, yeah. You got, <laughs> if you, you guys have to understand how amazing London can be, that the, the actual student housing has bars and pubs yeah, uh, had bars. In, in the basement. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Teresa, did you notice uh, basically... Um, we had met. We had met the, the first couple of days, and Teresa had noticed that out of uh, all these posh British students, that uh, there was this uh, American guy with a ton of tattoos, 
that was walking around in like gym clothing and instead of a, a, a Brooks Brothers suit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I still remember the dinner we went to and, uh, you know, I dressed up nicely, obviously for dinner mm-hmm. and uh, David arrived in the bodybuilder t-shirt. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, I had to <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and would you agree that, that in zone one, London, the only people who really uh, have tattoos are either construction workers or criminals. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so you, correct. so to, to be going to uh, a pretty prestigious London university, uh, tattooed like somebody that just escaped from some uh, mental institution, it, it definitely. Um, let's just say people noticed it, and Teresa, <laughs> Teresa is definitely one of them. <laughs> so uh, we ended up going our separate ways into. She found out later that I was writing spent shell casings, mm-hmm. and um, once I had gotten through a couple revisions, she started asking if she could take a look. And and I got to tell you, I, I was a little apprehensive because uh, one of the reasons is that she's uh, quite removed from a chunk of the subject matter. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a book that uh, focuses on American military subculture. And Teresa is born and raised European national. So I wasn't exactly sure that she would, uh, if it would be very accessible for, for her. Um, and that's kind of what I, I just want to ask Teresa about is uh, what was and maybe, you? Yeah. And plus, so that's one point. And mm-hmm. the second point is that, um, you know, I I run all, all kinds of different like women empowerment initiatives. Mm-hmm. So you might have been thinking, well, you know what my reaction would be to this kind of topic right very masculine um sexual yeah. um, you know male dominated and like, yeah yeah and like, so yeah there's that there's that too so there's there's um okay so she's twice removed <laughs> a, a european national uh with a, uh, an american military subculture topic and then also that the if you're going to explore that subculture with any form of accuracy, you're going to have to be quite politically incorrect, and that was yeah. one of the larger incentives for uh, writing the book. Because I've seen a lot of literature come out in the past five years that seems to glorify certain aspects and um, do everything they can to sweep under the rug some of the things that. Uh, may be considered a little crude, a little, again, politically incorrect. They don't abide by all the social norms that make it onto the primetime news, and they don't really fit <laughs> either party's political agenda. And then, and so there's this sort of um, wayward and misfit components to, to that culture that I wanted to flesh out as accurately as possible. And so, yeah, it, it did intimidate me that Teresa's a really good friend of mine, and she runs a lot of organizations for female empowerment. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, what was the, what was the society that you founded or you were co-founder of at LSE? Yeah. So is this society called Women Leaders of Tomorrow? Uh, it's basically just like a platform, a student platform where we connect like um, senior successful women uh, across industries with the female students. So, you know, they kind of uh, get inspired mm-hmm. and they can talk to these like successful ladies about anything they're interested in and you were a co-founder of that yeah yeah, I yeah. On it. It's so, like, so the co the co-founder of the uh say that one more time the future it, no it's called women leaders of tomorrow correct women yeah. leaders of tomorrow <laughs> uh, uh, was going to be reading some work that involved a lot of sex a lot of not not just 
not just sex, sexual in nature, but sexual in nature from a 19 or 20 year old who's in the Marine Corps infantry. Uh, how would someone like that truly view the world at that age with, with that perspective? And so I was a little apprehensive. So, um, and, but she read it. And, and so that's kind of my, my question for you, Teresa, is, is what was your reaction to uh, getting a hold of some of the manuscripts? Oh, in general, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, so. One one thing is like, did the book kind of served as a as a like extended way to get to know you? Mm-hmm. Because you know, obviously, like we've known each other for a few years, but we have never been talking in that much depth about you know your experience, your military experience, mm-hmm. and uh, and the, the 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 subculture per se. And you know what's going on if right. you were out there. Um, so I guess the the book was a uh, was quite a. I wouldn't say like I wouldn't use words like shocking or or um, um, nothing nothing too harsh, but it mm-hmm. was a really a, a eye opening experience for me into this like world mm-hmm. of, of which you were part of. Uh, but you know it's so uh, well written, and it's um, it's just uh, I was like drawn into it. Right, right, yeah. Um, it's it's nothing I have ever read. I would say, why would I write? Right, it's like totally out of the. I mean. So that that type of book is something out of the normal books that you would read. Yeah, I guess so. What yeah. type of books would you do you normally read? Well, I love like autobiographies. I guess maybe that's um, mm-hmm. um, you know one of the reasons I really like your book so because it's be, like okay. from your like personal perspective. It's okay. Like, it's like a real experience. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a fiction. Right. So that's why that's yeah I love the book also because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so I love autobiographies, but you know usually I read um, a business business books. I read. Um, Obviously, I read books about, um, you know, Sheryl Sandberg or Hillary Clinton, and you know. <laughs> yeah, Hillary. Yeah, yeah. So very, very uh, different uh, uh, reading material than <laughs> which, which, which I find, which I I, tr- I find genuinely fascinating. Uh, that that you know, it, it there's the gap was so easily bridged. I mean, in this case, of course, it's because you you personally knew the person who who, who wrote the book. Yeah, totally. But yeah. that something. But that, I was also like curious. Yeah, I was definitely curious. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So, okay, you knew me, and that would probably give you a, an additional incentive to all right. I'll check out what he wrote. But if if you didn't know me, to which is going to be the vast majority of people who may or may not be interested in in picking up a copy, what would you say they would get out of reading a book like this, for, even if they're not connected to the American yeah, military? Yeah, I, I see. It's quite a difficult question, but. Um, I would say uh, like a real authenticity mm-hmm. of the like uh, of the environment, of the 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 culture, the the people, the kind of mindset, mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess also a good exposure to um, you know um, good exposure to that's a bad way to to narrate. Um, I guess um, great insight into mm-hmm. into uh, the world. You know, most people never enter, or you well, know, most people 
Well, like, let, let me ask like, you. Like, this. like, like the, the, you know, the, 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 the mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Let me, let me ask you this. What is the common perception from your experience of Europeans towards the, the type of Americans who join the American military and, and go fight in Iraq and Afghanistan? Oh, okay. Um, is this, is there, like, it's like, uh, is there like a common held belief of, as far as like what type of people would join, what their motivations may be? Yeah, probably, what, probably what you, like maybe like naturally um, aggressive people, mm-hmm. uh, or like pro pro military, mm-hmm. um, uh, tough guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, so, would you say that that those types of things were confirmed, or were there uh, were some of the the stereotypes um, somewhat refuted after reading at least my book, as far as w- what the average European may? think of the, of the type of American man that joined? Um, it's difficult to say. Yeah. Uh, it's a really difficult question. Okay. Um, you know, because I know you, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, it's not just like a, a, a book about a bunch of guys uh, in Iraq, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's more like uh, me seeing things through your perspective. And, uh, um, you know, I feel like it, the, the the war is somehow in the background. It's more like this is me, David Rose, and this is my story. Uh, you know, this is a... Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you saying that because that, that was sort of a target of mine is uh, I think I think one of the larger components left out of current military books is who people were before the war, you know, what, what were their real motivations and what were their backgrounds and how many of these people uh, came from situations that don't always make the seven o'clock news or, or they don't get to throw the first pitch at some baseball game. You know, like, I'll give you an example is uh, two guys in my platoon. Both of them were school trained snipers. Uh, one of them joined because he was called by God to be a warrior for his country. Another guy joined because he was working out a felony plea deal mm-hmm. uh, in a New Orleans courtroom. Now, these people were equally uh, skilled, equally uh, overseas the same amount of time. Uh, you, presumably, people from within the United States prayed about them e- equally, you know, like, oh, God, you know, bless our soldiers, et cetera. But those two men were so completely opposite and how they got into the same uniform mm-hmm. was so extraordinarily different that um, that I think that that was a big that's an incentive, as you said, that the war was in the background, that the real story is the people themselves. Yeah, it's the people, I guess, also in the book, we can see of friendships you built. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, I mean, I think I haven't uh, mentioned that before. It's like um, there also like. One of the reasons I, I really uh, was eager to read the book is that I am, I guess, generally fascinated by, uh, you know, the bravery you guys have to mm-hmm. prove. So it's yeah. not just about you know, let's let's go there and let's, right, right. There's <laughs> there's, there's, there's there's layers to uh, it, right? Okay. Well, look, I think that that really does it. Thank you so much for doing this with me. This was, this was, uh, really fun. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really happy. We, we got the good Wi-Fi. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know New York's Wi-Fi was so bad. So, um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely recommending this book to, um, you know, my international friends and, uh, especially, you know, people who have like no military okay. background and 
Um, we'll, we'll see who loves it. We'll see who hates it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also good, like in terms of us, um, the the structure of the book. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, as uh, in a form of few of like essays, right? Well, it's like a short story. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of short stories, but of... but they're um they're interwoven in a way that that you know I would I would at least argue that there's a, an arc with a pretty good momentum. So, um, so yeah. Uh, in closing. Uh, what your name again? Uh, Teresa. And this is David Rose. <laughs> Spent showcasings. The official publication date is April 20th. It's available on iTunes, Google Books, iBooks, and pretty much any ebook retailer out there. All right, guys, thank you so much.